You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat. Today we are talking Braves baseball, and we bring in our Braves reporter, Mark Bowman, for MLB.com. Mark, the Hall of Fame announcement is tonight. Why do you believe that Chipper Jones is a no-doubt Hall of Famer? Well, you know, I think that near the end of his career, we all knew he was a... uh, uh, Hall of Famer, I guess, you know, as it got closer, you saw him as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, I, I think that, you know, last year, Jason Stark was asking, would he get a, be the first guy to get 100%? The reason he was asking at that point in time was, you know, this was, going, this was at that point in time going to be the year where everyone's votes were going to be made public. And I, I think that, you know, I, I at this point in time, you look at the percentage that, uh, as we talk right now, it looks like he's going to be, you know, ninety-eight percent or above. It's one of seven players you know, that'll, that'll be there. And, and you go back and look at his numbers, and you, you look at batting average and slugging percentage, you know, uh, on-base percentage, home runs, walks, and stolen bases. He's in a category that puts him amongst the likes of six and seven guys. You know, however you break it down, and then those guys are Babe Ruth and Stan Musial, Lou Gehrig. Uh, you know, Manny Ramirez is in one of those groups, but you know, he, we all know how special, you know, talent Manny was. Um, he, Manny was the only other modern day guy. Chipper was, you know, he understood this game as well as anybody. Uh, he understood how to, uh, attack pitchers. At the same time, I think that just had to be, he was, he was somewhat old school at the same time. He, he understood, uh, you know, how, how the game, developed and just the, the simple approach of pitchers uh, as well as anybody he, he could you know there, there were so many different players you know that, that came through Atlanta that benefited uh, from his ability to, to to just explain the art of hitting to him and the approach that, that you needed to take you know Brian McCann Mark DeRosa uh, are among those that, that greatly benefited um, you know from from that opportunity to play with Chipper Adam Roach as well I don't want to miss him um He just, he was one of the greatest switch hitters of all time, you know, one of the most productive third basemen. And like I said, you start seeing that his numbers put him in categories with Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Stan Stan Musial. Um, You know, you you start to truly appreciate what he did, um, you know, from both sides of the plate. All right, let's talk about some possible future Hall of Famers for this team. Uh, Ronald Acuna, the top prospect, has been all over the headlines, and it's been pretty interesting because he's been uh, kind of rumored in some trade talks, but it seems like the Braves want to hang on to this guy for dear life, and for good reason, because uh, he was spectacular uh, and has been really great. Do you believe he's going to make the team out of camp? You know, I, I right now I'd say no. I, I think that, you know, you, you look at – where the Braves are, I don't think it benefits them to, to to put him on the roster for a few weeks when you and you could, you know, delay his the start of the service clock and, and add to the, uh, you know, add to the, his controllable years. Um, I, I think that you know we could see him by late April or early May. Um, as you said, he's he's one of the game's top prospects. When when they when we release our top prospects this um, this weekend, I, I do think that. You know he could be the top uh, overall prospect, and I don't think he's going to going to be him or Otani or uh, you know I know there's a, a couple other guys, but I I think right now it's, it's a two man race, and uh, you know, just to think of where this kid has gone uh, over the last year, he or over the last two years because 
he missed most of 2016, uh, sliding back into to first base when he was at Class A Rome. Um, and he missed most of that season. He had 40 games at the Class A level before last year. They sent him to the Class A advanced level. And then, you know, as everybody knows, he, he ends up advancing to, to Gwinnett and he probably could have gone to the big leagues had there, you know, had there really been a need or, you know, or, you know, it would have been, this would have been the year for him to, to, to have to be put on the 40 man to protect him from rule five draft. Maybe it would have made more sense, but let's put it this way. Here's a guy that basically within one year went from uh, maybe the casual observer didn't know a lot about Ron Lacuna to now he's, He's one of the game's, you know, top overall prospects, and and by, uh, you know, before June, I would say, um, the people across the, the big leagues are probably going to get a chance to see him play on an everyday basis. All right, how about another prospect, Austin Riley, who is ranked sixth on MLB Pipeline's latest list of baseball's top third base prospects? What's his future look like? You know, it's going to be interesting because this is a big year for Austin. He, he finished strong. Uh, both of the past two seasons, um, he's a you know, the Braves looked at him. And there were a lot, a lot of teams coming out uh, for the 2015 draft were thinking about him as a um, they were thinking about him as a pitcher. And the Braves saw him as a hitter. I, I think they they made the wise projection there. Um, you look at that free agent market next year. and We've talked about this a few times. You got Manny Machado and Josh Donaldson. Um, you know whether the Braves can get either of those guys remains to be seen. But they will have the money to get them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're how, how much, how aggressive they go after those guys or whether they go after them at all could be influenced by what Austin Riley does this year because if he, he continues to make strides, you know, I think he definitely will be big league ready at some point in 2019. Here's a kid who's hit 20 home runs both the past two seasons. Um, you know, as Chipper Jones talked to him back in camp about just approach, you know, he, you know, just how, how do you, how do you deal with, you know, starting to see more curveballs, better curveballs, more changeups, quality, quality off-speed stuff? He's still, he's still growing and learning. But but to see what he did once he went to the Double A level last year, uh, over his last um, 40 games, you know, he hit 315, um, provided some power in a you know relatively uh, hitting at Double A Mississippi. That's a big, that's a pitcher's park right there. Um, you know, he, I think his, his OPS was around 930. Uh, he, he performed well there. I, I, I expect him to start the year back at, in Mississippi, and, and where he goes over the course of the, uh, the regular season will significantly influence not only, you know, what, what his future is, but, but where, what the Braves do uh, in their pursuit of a third baseman next winter. All right, let's talk about some of these rumors, Mark, because a lot of people are asking if this team is going to trade some of their top minor league pitchers. Do you see them dealing any of these arms? And if so, when? I think that at some point in time you have to. I, I think that, you know, that because you have so much quality depth, uh, last week we talked about them having three of the game's top left-handed pitching prospects. You know, you also have, you know, a, a great uh, right-handed pitching prospect in Kyle Wright. You have, you know... You have Ian Anderson. Um, there is so much depth within this system. When you've got guys like Gohara and Nukem uh, who have already tasted the big leagues or got a decent taste of the big leagues. Um, at some point in time, there's only so many starting pitchers, you know, that you can put in a rotation. That doesn't mean you you just start, you know, depleting your depth, you know, just because you 
you have it, but at the same time, uh, you trade for areas of strength. And certainly to, to have your strength in that starting pitching department, I think that they could, you know, shore up some of their other areas, uh, whether that's the one getting the, another outfielder at some point in time using that those young starters. Um, you know, I, I think at some point within the next year you have to do that. I, will, will they do it before the start of spring training? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'd say by the trade deadline we may see a guy go. Uh, and certainly at some point next next off season, you know, you as much you want to be optimistic about all these prospects, but at the same time, it's your responsibility as a club to, to monitor, you know, their progression. And if you start to get a feel for, you know, maybe this guy's value is declining, you want to to go ahead and and sell sell, you know, but before that that value drops too far, so. Um, you know, I, I guess that's one thing that Alex Anthopoulos and his guys are going to have to continue to discuss over the next couple months. And, and one thing with Alex coming in here uh, just in November, he wants to put his eyes on these guys. He wants to not only see them pitch, but to get a feel for, for who they are and, you know, whether that's uh, get a better feel for their work ethic and, and you know, their potential, uh, you know, to succeed at the big league level. All right, Mark, let's bring this whole thing full circle. We talked about Chipper Jones and the fact that we believe we're going to hear his name tonight being called. I mean, uh, we don't believe, we know. Uh, But let's go ahead and uh, pick somebody who's currently in the organization that you believe is a future Hall of Famer uh, that's going to absolutely light it up for the Braves. You know, I'd I'd say that, you know, you have to go with Freddie Freeman. You know, I I think that, uh, you know, over, you know, here he is at... Uh, the last few few years, there have been some some. Um, he's had to deal with some hand injuries. Um, that that is certainly uh, taken away from you know where uh, the numbers that he's been able to produce during the early part of his career. But this this is a pretty special talent. If he is able to stay healthier over the course of the next seven to ten years, I think that that he will uh, near the end of his career, you know, with numbers that that would be Hall of Fame worthy. Sounds good. All right, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, the Braves edition. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, so stay tuned. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.